بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وخاتم النبيين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أفضل الصيام بعد شهر رمضان شهر الله الذي تدعونه المحرم وأفضل الصلاة بعد الفريضة قيام الليل رواه مسلم My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Indeed, this is the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has brought and dawned upon us a new year. Yesterday, Thursday, the 15th of October was the first of Muharram in this new calendar year that has begun. And I would like to take this opportunity to remind ourselves regarding the auspiciousness of this month and in particular the day of Ashura that is coming upon us the 10th of this month. We have to remind ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the creator of all time and space. Allah yakhluqu ma yasha wa yakhtar and He chooses and grants certain times, certain days value over other days. And certain time, certain places are considered more sacred in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over other days and other nights. And in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions, أَفْضُلُ الصِّيَامِ بَعْدَ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ شَهْرُ اللَّهِ الَّذِي تَدْعُونَهُ الْمُحَرَّمِ The most valuable and virtuous fast after the fast of Ramadan is the fast of the month of Allah, Shahrullah. The one that you call Muharram. And likewise, Afdalu Salah, the most virtuous prayer, Ba'dal Faridati, after the Farad prayer, is Qiyamul Layl, standing up in the night, the Tahajjud prayer. So, this is a Sahih hadith of Sahih Muslim, narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And in this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used the superlative degree, said, Afdalu Siyam, the best fast, the most virtuous fast is the fast of the month of Muharram. Now the scholars, they were studying this hadith and they came to this conclusion, there were certain contradictions they had to face. That they find the virtuous mentioned in the books of hadith for other days outside of Muharram. For example, they are virtuous for fasting on the day of Arafah, which passed in the last month, the 9th of Zul Hijjah. Likewise, they are um, fasting in the first nine days of Zul-Hijjah, the first ten days of Zul-Hijjah, but the tenth day, of course, it is prohibited to fast because it is the day of Eid. But the first nine days, fasting in those days, the first ten days of Zul-Hijjah, doing the ibadah and doing first ten days is very valuable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken an oath by those days in the Qur'an, wal-fajri, walayalin ashr. Then we also have the six days of Shawwal. Right after the month of Ramadan, we know that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man saama Ramadan, thumma atba'ahu bi sitim min shawal, kana ka siyam al-dahar. The one who fasts in the month of Ramadan and follows it up by six days in the month of shawal will receive the reward as if he has fasted his whole life, the whole year. So how do we reconcile that? So the scholars, they say that, yes, it is possible for specific days outside of the month of Muharram to be rewarding and highly rewarding 
in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fasting those days. But if you want to take Som al-Mutlaq, meaning generally fasting the whole month, any random day, then the month of Muharram is the month in which it is most rewarding to fast any random day of the week. Just like if you look at the second part of the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the most rewarding nafil prayer after the farad prayer is the tahajjud prayer. Whereas we know that that sunnah which is mu'akkada, the sunnah of fajr prayer, the sunnah four rakah before dhuhr, the sunnah after maghrib, the sunnah after isha, the sunnah that is mu'akkada, it's highly emphasized sunnah, is more rewarding than tahajjud prayer. And it's more important, and it's in fact, it's a major sin if a person continuously leaves those sunnahs. So that is why what this hadith means is, those ibadat, whether they are fast or whether they are prayer, that are attached with the farad. Like the sunnah before the farad prayer, the sunnah after the farad prayer. That of course, is more rewarding than tahajjud. Likewise, that fast which is before Ramadan or after Ramadan. The fast of Shaban or the fast of Shawwal. That is attached with Ramadan. It does not have its virtue on its own. So that will be more rewarding. But when you come to the fast of Muharram, which is by itself, without being attached to any farad, it is the most rewarding fast of the year. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has given us this month which is known as Ashurul Haram, the month of sacred months, there are four months in the year. Zul Qada, Zul Hijjah and Muharram, these three months are together and Rajab by itself. Fasting in these months in general and particularly fasting the month of Ramadan is highly rewarding. Why is this month called Shahrullah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam attributed this month directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that from all the 12 months in the year, this is the only month which has directly been attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is known as idafa tashrifiyah. This attribution is to add honor to this month. Just like we have the term Baytullah, the house of Allah. So Baytullah, house of Allah, na'udhu billah, does not mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lives in the Kaaba. That is his house. When we say Baytu Zaydin, the house of Zayd, that means this is the house where he resides. When we say Baytullah, the house of Allah, does not mean Allah resides in the Kaaba. Rather, this is an attribution to add honor to the house. Like in the Quran, we have the example of Naqatullah, the camel of Allah. The she camel of Allah. This was not a camel that Allah rode on. Or If you say the camel belonged to Allah, then all the camels and everything in the world belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lillahi mulku samawati wal earth. To Allah belongs the kingdom of everything, the heavens and the earth. But why was this Naqatullah called Naqatullah, the, the she-camel of Allah? Because it was specially attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, specifically attributed to Allah. This was not a normal she-camel. This was that camel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought out from the mountain at the time of Salih alayhi salam when his people were uh, compelling him to show us a miracle and they requested him that, okay, if you believe, if you are truly a prophet of Allah, then bring out for us a camel from this rock. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought out the camel from the rock. That is why it is known as the Naqatullah. So likewise, 
Baytullah, Naqatullah, this month is known as Shahrullah, the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this Muharram. So now we have established the fact this month is attributed to Allah to grant it honor. And the scholars mentioned a very beautiful point. From all of the ibadat, which is that ibadah which is directly attributed to Allah? It is fasting. How is that so? It comes in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that all the actions of the Banu Adam are for him, except for fast, which is directly for me, and I will reward it. Fasting is directly for me. How does it, what does that mean? Is that when we do the ibadah, like we are performing the Jummah Salah, we are doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake too, naturally, and hopefully that is our intention. But the nature of Jummah Salah is such that we cannot perform it on our own. We cannot hide and perform it without anyone finding out. Because what is the condition for Jummah is that it has to be performed in Jama'ah, in congregation. We cannot perform it individually. We have to perform it in congregation. Whereas the nature of fasting is such that no one has to know about it. When you are fasting, it's not written on your face or on your shirt that, you know, I'm fasting. In fact, the pious Salaf and the past, they used to go out of their way to hide their condition when they're fasting. They used to act like they're drinking water and when they come publicly in the masjid and while they would be spitting the water out from their mouth some of the salaf it is mentioned that they kept this action so hidden that even from their employees and even from their family members it is mentioned by one of the salaf in Lataif al-Ma'arif of Ibn Rajab Hanbali that every single day he would take his lunch from home and his family members would be imagining that he is fasting uh, that he is eating his lunch. That's why they are preparing their lunch for him. But on the way to work, he would give it and distribute it in sadaqah to different fakirs and, and needy people. And, at, and at, uh, at work, then lunchtime, he would go out to the masjid and engage in his ibadah and perform his salat al-duha and chas and nafil prayer. And they would be imagining he has gone home to eat lunch. So the people at home are giving him the lunch. Even his nearest, dearest wife would be preparing lunch for him. But he had was hiding his good deed. If this is something we find very, very strange, how can you hide something from your wife? Then unfortunately, this is very common. People hide things from their wives. What? The only difference is we are not hiding good deeds from our wives, we are hiding sins from our wives. So it's the same philosophy. The way we can hide sins from our wives and our spouses, the way the wife hides sins from her husband and the husband hides sins from the wife, the same way they used to hide. But instead of hiding sins, they were hiding good deeds. The Salaf used to hide their good deeds just like we hide our sins. So we were both the same with regards to hiding, but what we are hiding is different indeed, very different indeed. So that action which has been directly attributed to Allah fast, should be done in that month which is directly attributed to Allah, the month of Muharram. So this is the most befitting. And which days in Muharram are the most rewarding? These 10 days. Today is the second day of Muharram. Abu Uthman al-Nahdi rahmatullah mentions The pious predecessors of the past used to highly regard three sets of ten days. Ten days, ten days, ten days, three sets. Asharat, thalas. Al-Ashr al-Akhir min Ramadan, the last ten days of Ramadan. Well known, they receive a lot of coverage. Everyone knows about last ten days of Ramadan. It has the month, uh, last ten days of Ramadan. Ibn Nabi Sallallahu used to make itikaf. Last ten days of Ramadan is where Laylatul Qadr is. Number two, وَلَعَشْرُ الْأَوَّلُ مِنْ ذِي الْحِجَّةِ The first ten days of the hijjah 
These are the days that Allah has taken an oath by. وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ And number three is وَلَعَشْرُ الْأَوَّلُ مِنْ مُحَرَّمٍ The first ten days of Muharram. And it has come in one narration أَنَّهُ الْعَشْرُ الَّذِي أَتَمَّ اللَّهُ بِهِ مِيقَاتَ مُوسَى أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً وَإِنَّ تَكْلِيمَ وَقَعَ فِي عَاشِرِهِ That this is mentioned in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi salam وَوَاعَدْنَا مُوسَى ثَلَاثِينَ لَيْلَةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Musa alayhi salam to engage in his ibadah for 30 days and to prepare him spiritually to receive the revelation to prepare him spiritually to receive the wahi before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him the Torah he had to undergo spiritual training for 30 days after 30 days then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that no you are still not ready you still have to undergo further training and this is very similar to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to undergo Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before his first wahi he used to go into the ghar of Hira in the, on the Jabal al-Nur in the mountain of Nur in the cave of Hira and he was doing maraqaba and ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually, the technical term for that type of worship is ta'abbud. Kana yata'abbudu hira. The form of worship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa before prophethood is known as ta'abbud. And he was purifying his heart in preparing it to receive revelation. And after iqara bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, the second revelation that came, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has revealed, Ya ayuhal muzammil qumil layla illa qalila nisfahu amin khusminhu qalila. That, oh my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stand up in the night and make ibadah, worship me. It's not sleep at night and get up a little bit and worship me. Rather, it's qumil layla, stand up in the night in ibadah, and you can sleep for a little while. So it's the opposite. Qumil layla, stand up in ibadah, illa qalila, except a little bit, you may sleep. How much? Nisfahu awin qusminhu qalila. Half of the night you may sleep. Or less than half the night. One third of the night you might sleep. Two thirds of the night stay in ibadah. What should you do? Recite the Quran slowly with, with contemplation. Why do you need to do this? Because verily, sanulqi means in the near future. In the near future, I am going to reveal a kalam upon you which is heavy. Thaqilan, which is very heavy. And you will not be able to bear that. You need to spiritually train yourself. Like people get ready for Hajj, they start walking to get ready for the rigorous Hajj. We have to walk from Makkah to uh, Mina, from Mina to Arafat, back to Muzdalifah, Muzdalifah back to Mina. And then you have to walk all the way back to the Kaaba, then do seven rounds around the Kaaba, Tawafal Ifadah. Then after seven rounds, you have to still do Sa'i seven times between Safa and Marwa. Then you have to walk back to Mina. So you have to get ready for that. Likewise, Rasulullah was told, Inna I am going to reveal a very heavy kalam upon you. Heavy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying it's heavy, so how heavy you must be. If it was revealed on the mountains, what would happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the mountains, if the mountains would crumble and turn into dust, they would not be able to bear. Uh, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? If, uh, uh, if I had revealed this mountain, ala jabalin, khashi'an mutasaddi'an min khashiyatillah. This mountain would have crumbled from the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu that it was able to withstand the pressure of this wahi. 
That Allah sees thaqilan is a relative term. It's not objective. It's not giving you the exact weight in figures. It's saying it's heavy. So relative term means that it depends on who's speaking. So a child will say, hey, this is too heavy, I can't pick it up. But a champion, gold medalist, Olympic uh, uh, weightlifter, he will he'll pick it up in a second, he'll pick up something that's 10 times that weight, 100 times the weight. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he's saying thaqilan, then it's truly heavy indeed. نَزَلَ بِهِ رُوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ And he came directly on the heart of Rasulullah ﷺ. So likewise, Musa salam, he also underwent training. So he went after 30 days of training, then he came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay, I'm now I'm ready to receive the wahi. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? No, no, no. He checked him, he said, you're not ready still. You need to spend more time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Then Allah said, no, you need an additional 10 days of preparation. 10 days continual ibadah, muraqabah, and itikaf for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After those 10 days, Then he completed the whole nisab and the course of 40 days. After he completed 40 days, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Now you're ready to receive the Torah. So in the comes in the hadith, that those 10 days that were added to complete the 40 days of Musa alayhi salam, which 10 days are there? These 10 days. This is the second day of those 10 days. The first 10 days of Muharram. These are the days that were added to Musa And when did he complete it? On the 10th day. So then on the 10th day of Muharram, on the, on the Ashura of Muharram, was the day that he received the Torah. فَإِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ الْعَاشِرِ When it was the 10th day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Torah and granted Musa the Torah. Likewise, وَرُوِيَ عَنْ وَهَبِ الْمُنَبَّةِ قَالْ أَوْحَ اللَّهُ إِلَى مُوسَىٰ أَنْ مُرْقَوْمَكَ أَنْ يَتَقَرَّبُوا إِلَيَّ فِي أَوَّلِ عَشْرِ الْمُحَرَّمِ فَإِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ الْعَاشِرِ فَلْيَخْرُجُوا إِلَيَّ أَفْرُ لَهُمْ أَوْكْمَا قَالْ That it was Musa alayhi salam then continued this habit with the Bani Israel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Musa alayhi salam Just like you worship me these 10 days, مُرْقَوْمَكَ You also command your people that they should try to engage in, further, in extra ibadat in these first 10 days of Muharram, then on the 10th day they should come out to me and beg from me, and I will forgive them. I will grant them forgiveness and maghfirah on the 10th day. So this is the first 10 days of the year. Likewise, in the end of Dhul Hijjah, we have been ordered to fast, and we see this habit of the Salaf that used to fast. So what is the purpose? When the end of the year a person will be fasting, the beginning of the year a person will be fasting, in the end of the year, he is doing good deeds. In the beginning of the year, he is doing good deeds. Then we have many basharat and glad tidings that this can be a means of forgiveness for everything that occurred during the whole year. How do we say that? Number of narrations. Number one, hadith marfu comes. Ma min hafidin yarfaani lillahi sahifatan fayara fi awaliha wa fi akhiriya khairan illa qala Allah lil malaika ushidukum anni qad ghafartu li adima bina tarafiha. That when a Good, book of good deeds is taken up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees in the beginning of the good book is good deeds in the end of the book is good deeds then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the angels that you be my witness that I have forgiven for my slave everything in between likewise it comes in Tabrani etc that يَبْنَ آدَمْ أُذْكُرْنِي مِنْ أَوَّلِ النَّهَارِ سَاعَةً وَمِنْ آخِرِ النَّهَارِ سَاعَةً أَغْفِرُ لَكَ مَا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا الْكَبَائِرِ أَوْ تَتُوبَ مِنْهَا O son of Adam, remember me in the beginning of the day. Make my dhikr in the beginning of the day for a little while. And O son of Adam, remember me in the end of the day for a little while. That's all I'm asking you. If you can remember me a little bit in the beginning of the day. 
a little bit in the end of the day, then I will forgive for you everything that has been committed during the day. So this is all repeated throughout the Quran. قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها بكرة وأصيلة mornings and evenings before the rising of the sun before the setting of the sun this is the time to make dua and dhikr and ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Ibn Mubarak rahmatullahi said من ختم نهاره بذكر الله the one who finishes his day with the dhikr of Allah كتب نهاره كله ذكرا Allah will write his whole day as dhikr inshaAllah. So amal al khawatim the end the amal what counts is how we end the year how we begin the year. So if you end the year with the ibadah of Allah, fasting, begin the year with fasting, Allah will forgive us for the rest of the year. Second important thing is that this is the time in the beginning of the year for a person to make tawbah and nusuh. Sincere repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَطَعْتَ شُهُورَ الْعَامِ لَهْوًا وَغَفْلَةً وَلَمْ تَحْتَرِمْ فِيمَا أَتَيْتَ الْمُحَرَّمَ فَلَا رَجَبًا وَافَيْتَ فِيهِ بِحَقِّهِ وَلَا صُمْتَ شَهْرَ الصَّوْمِ صَوْمًا مُتَمِّمَ وَلَا فِي لَيَالِ شَهْرِ ذِي الْحَجَّةِ الَّذِي مَضَى كُنْتَ قَوَّامًا وَلَا كُنْتَ مُحْرِمًا فَهَلْ لَكَ أَنْ تَمْحُ الذُّنُوبَ بِعِبْرَةٍ وَتَبْكِي عَلَيْهَا حَسْرَةً مُتَنَدُّوَا وَتَسْتَقْبِلِ الْعَامَ الْجَدِيدَ بِتَوْبَةٍ لَعَلَّكَ أَنْ تَمْحُ بِهَا مَا تَقَدَّمَا So what the shayr is saying here is that you have passed all the months of the year in ghafla, in heedlessness and you did not fulfill the haq of Rajab, nor of the, did you fast the month of Ramadan in the proper fast. Nor in the ten nights of Zilhijjah did you make any extra ibadah. And the whole year passed in heedlessness and ghafla and oblivious to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now at the beginning of the next year, the opportunity is for you, rather the right and obligation upon you. فَهَلَّكَ أَن تَمْحُ الذُّنُوبَ بِعِبْرَةٍ وَتَبْكِي عَلَيَا حَسْرَةً وَتَنَدُّمَا Now what you should need to do is that you should have some sincere regret over how you have passed the year and cry and shed some tears in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَتَسْتَقْمِلِ الْعَامَ الْجَدِيدَ بِتَوْبَةٍ لَعَلَّكَ أَن تَمْحُوا بِهَا مَا تَقَدَّمَا Now you can make istiqbal means welcome the new year with such sincere repentance perhaps this can become a means of forgiveness of the sins of the past year so this is an opportunity for us at the end of the year is the time for muhasaba and the beginning of the new year is the time for tawbah what is muhasaba? muhasaba is reflection over what we have done in the past year and make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from how we have passed the next in the past year make sincere determination to inshallah spend this coming year in a manner pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this new year a means of barakah for us and for the ummah and, and it means for us to pass it in a manner pleasing to him. In particular, we have to remind ourselves that I, as the time is now come to an end, but I just wanted to mention one more important point, is that if we are weak, and uh, when the moon of Ramadan is cited, we fast, and when the moon of, uh, of Eid al-Fitr, that's it. There is no fasting in our book. There is no practice of fasting throughout the year. There's something that's totally unknown to us. We're not at that level. We barely make it through Ramadan. If that is unfortunately our case, then what we can do is at least we should fast the 10th of Zulhijjah, or 10th of Muharram, which is known as the Ashura. And along with the 10th, just singling out the 10th in, in by itself, in, for, in fact, is makruh, it's prohibited. It's disliked. Because that was the day that this fast of Muharram, it took different, the, the fast of, the, uh, of uh, Ashura, it took different stages. 
The first stage, the four stages, quickly wrap it up, four stages. The first stage, Harat al-Ula, was that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to fast on the tenth, and he would not ask anyone else to fast. He used to individually do it, even in Makkah, before Hijrah. In fact, it comes in one narration that even the Mushrikeen in the Jahiliyyah used to fast. قلت لعكرمة عشورة ما أمره قال أذنبت قريش في الجاهلية ذنبا فتعاظم في صدورهم فسألوا ما توبتهم قيل صوموا يوم عشورة يوم العشر من المحرم that even the Jahiliyyah Quraysh they used to fast on the Ashura for a means of forgiveness from their sins so that was the first stage Nabi Sallallahu fasted he didn't ask anyone else to fast then second stage Nabi Sallallahu came to Madinah Manawara when the Hijrah occurred then he saw the Yehud fasting he asked him why are you fasting I will not read through the whole Arabic hadith, but the, the gist of the hadith is, then uh, they said, this is the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Musa alayhi salam and the Bani Israel from Firaun. Firaun and his army drowned on this day, and Musa alayhi salam and the Bani Israel were saved. أَغْرَقَ فِرْعَوْنَ مَنْ قَوْمَهُ أَنْجَ اللَّهُ فِي مُوسَى وَقَوْمَهُ So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam said, نَحْنُ أَحَقُّ بِمُوسَى مِنْكُمْ We have a more right to be thankful for the blessing of Allah upon Musa than you. So Rasulullah fasted, and he ordered everyone to fast. So this is the second stage, where it was an order, it was farad, it was wajib. Everyone used to fast, even the children used to fast, even the babies used to fast. And it remained farad. Then third stage, third stage is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the farad of Ramadan. Then Rasulullah said, now fasting on Ashura is not farad anymore. Whoever wants to fast can fast, they will be rewarded. And it will be a means of kafara and forgiveness for the sins of one year. And whoever cannot fast does not have to fast. That's the third stage. Fourth stage is Rasulullah said, If I live till next year, I will also fast the ninth and the eleventh. I don't want to fast only the tenth anymore. To have our ibadah to be unique from the ibadah of the Yehud, we should add either the ninth or the eleventh. But Rasulullah passed away before the next. So that's the fourth stage and that's the final stage. That we should fast the 10th as al- along with the 9th or the 11th whichever one is possible for us may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and make this a year of barakah and blessing for us in the entire ummah and allow us to sincerely repent from the sins of last year please come forward inshallah and perform your sunnah jazakallah